Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Crash and Burn. We've got a couple topics today, including the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Dwight Howard, Dwayne Wade Bacon, and uh, the NBA draft. So let's go. I was up late night balling, counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling, counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. All right, so we're going to start it off with uh, the Charlotte Hornets draft. Um, Aaron, how did you feel that we did? Uh, I felt I like for the first time in five years, we picked a player that I didn't uh, uh, hate. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how to feel, really. I'm, uh, not, I'm so unused to this. This is such a foreign emotion. Is this know? real? Is this real life? That's what I thought. Yeah. When Malik Monk was falling. When Malik Monk kept falling. But it reminded me too much of the year um, Nerlens Noel fell all the way to five, and he was supposed to be number one overall, and mm-hmm. then we took Zeller. I mean, I remember in the beginning of the season when Malik Monk was – in the talk of being the first first overall pick, um, yeah. so I think that's pretty huge that he fell to eleven. Um, some people are saying, "Well, can you do anything other than score?" Um, honestly, I don't care because exactly. that's what that's the Hornets what we need. need. We need a score. The Hornets need someone who can score. Whoever so those I, people are that you're <laughs> hearing from, well, they're people on ESPN. Can yeah. you do anything else other than score? Well, that's not that's not what that's we what need. We, we need. need, and we also need defense. And I feel like the Hornets address that trading to largely hated contracts on our team. Miles Plumley, in my opinion, had the worst contract on the oh, team absolutely. as far as production. Yeah. And he was what, a, a bench center making exactly. fifty four million? Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. So we unloaded his contract and Bellinelli, but we also moved up ten spots in the draft and acquired Dwight Howard, which is going to be huge for our defense down low. Whether Dwight Howard is the offensive player he used to be or not is irrelevant to me. Yeah. We need help defensively, especially down low and I hate to say this, but when we lost Bismack Biombo, we lost a lot of just hustle and fire and energy down yeah. low. I honestly, I'm still a little puzzled why we got rid of Biz because he he did well in Toronto. He's I always called him no points because he would always have no points and like seven rebounds and three blocks and just no points because yeah. he offensively Bismack was a liability. Yeah, he's gotten much better. Now I wouldn't say much. I would just say better. Yeah. Um. But he is a, he has a defensive presence, and I feel like that's what we've got with Dwight Howard. Hopefully, Steve Clifford can you know take him back to his defensive MVP days. Too bad we lost Patrick Ewing this year, right when we got Dwight Howard. Yeah, maybe that's... Patrick Ewing could have been a big help there. But um, I'm really interested to see what the Hornets do this year. This is the first time during the draft that I've not been completely baffled at what the Hornets are doing. I really, really like um, the couple moves that Rich Cho has made, and I think he's trying to save his job here. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Like I feel like we're we're capable of making the playoffs now, and I would not have said that two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. Because two weeks ago, I would have said we were dead on arrival, and now, this is this would have been a just this season would have been a lost cause. Would but. you prefer to see this lineup of Kemba Walker, Malik Monk at the two, Batum mm-hmm. switched from the two to the three? Batum needs to be on the bench. You but know how I feel about Batum. I think don't Batum, get me started. Statistically, Batum's numbers weren't terrible last year, other than his turnovers. Well, his the turnovers, fourth quarter. Yeah, well, that, fourth quarter. That's the whole problem I have with yeah, him. Yeah, the fourth yeah. quarter, he was probably the least clutch player. Like ever that I've ever seen. He did. He did a lot of the things two years ago that facilitated our offense and it, it alleviated some of the pain from Kimball Walker to do that. And it allowed him to become a much, a much better player, much better shooter. And this past year, he turned the ball over. He was inefficient yeah. in the fourth quarter, extremely inefficient. And, um, you know, he just wasn't himself. He just looked off. So hopefully this next year he can make a, have a bounce back year. Yeah. And, um, and I think we could have hopefully move Zeller to the four and have Dwight at the five 
yeah. have maybe Frank come off the bench and be our sixth man. Yeah, and then Marvin too. And Marvin too. I mean, we've got we've Mar- got Marvin's another player who slumped from he, the year he, before because he, yeah, he, he, he had he a really good his contract. Yeah. But we just gave Zeller a fresh new contract. I'd like to see him at the four or the five. But yeah. you can put him and Dwight. You know, obviously Almost. Dwight's Dwight's a lot stronger. I would put Zeller at the four. Yeah, and I would not put Dwight at the four. But yeah. Zeller could obviously you know back up Dwight at the five too. Yeah. So I I just think that this trade makes um, Zeller more um, valuable to our team. Honestly, some people were making the argument that he's he's less valuable now that we have Dwight Howard. No. And I don't think that's the case. I, I think just as Batum alleviates pressure from Walker, I think that Howard is going to alleviate pressure from uh, Zeller. Absolutely. Do you have any names you want to throw out for backup point guard? Because I heard Aaron Afalo, but I wouldn't be. And I, and I, I feel like he's more of a two. That. I don't see him as a facilitator. I see him yeah. as more of a shooter. I don't think we'll get Darren Collison. I wish somehow we could get Lynn back. That was yeah. honestly, he worked really well, yeah. I felt like. I don't think we can we can get Lynn back either. No. You know, I really don't know. I would like to see us sign somebody who can, um, you know, we're not going to find another Kimball Walker, but we need somebody no. who can be effective. Just serviceable. At, yeah. And Almost like what campaign is well, in I Oklahoma thought, City. I thought that um, – no, that wasn't a good comparison. I thought that <laughs> I thought I Herman thought Sessions was um, gonna be decent this year. Yeah, because when he was with us, you know, two years ago, obviously, I, he was a pretty pretty oh, yeah, good player. With the Bobcats. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even when we lost Ramon, we traded for Mo Williams, and he was. He I mean, he good. could score. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just I'd like to see the Hornets do something to where they pick up either a young guy or a veteran, maybe that could back up Kemba until we find someone who could be. Um, a better solution. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Do you have any ideas who, who we could bring up? Lance Stevenson back? Yeah. <laughs> Who's he with right now? The Timberwolves? I don't even know. I have no idea. Speaking, Speaking of, of the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk oh about next. Goodness. So uh, my guy, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> traded from the Bulls. It's a very sad day for Chicago fans. And I don't know. I get why they traded him, but that was the for worst what, trade. For exactly. what? What did you get? You got a you got a point guard who can't even who can't even pass. All he can do is jump high. <laughs> yeah. He can dunk a ball. Good job. He's might as well be a shooting guard. Then you got Chris Dunn, who was so bad that Ricky Rubio started to play point guard last year again. They literally said, "Chris Dunn, you're so bad. We want Ricky Rubio back." Yeah. the The Bulls the Bulls got uh, they got raked over the coals in this one. Uh, they got bent over the counter and it, given a Polish like- sausage. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what the Bulls were thinking there. They didn't get nearly enough in return. And they also gave up their first-round pick. I thought initially they were going to keep their first-round pick as well, but they gave up their first-round pick too. I just think a lot of teams in the top ten made some really questionable picks. The Knicks drafting that French point guard. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I'm, I'm, I thought the Knicks might I'm take Malik Monk or, or Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised con- Dennis I'm Smith Jr. fell to the Mavericks. I'm convinced that Phil Jackson is intentionally trying to make the Knicks just god-awful. It's a bed of it, bad it, accusations. It appears that the Knicks are willing to let him lie in this bed as long as he feels that he needs to. Because yeah. um, I don't see anybody in uh, the Knicks front office being like, hey, uh, Phil. Well, I guess only James Dolan can fire him, right? Yeah. Because he's the owner. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I felt that the, the Timberwolves were a huge winner in this draft. So was Boston. Boston. Boston got the guy that they wanted, and they got another first-round pick for a future draft, which is just – Almost not fair at this point. You know who I thought another loser of this draft was? Brooklyn. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn for sure. Um, but Josh Josh Jackson. I thought that looked pretty bad that he wouldn't even work out for the yeah, Celtics. That was stupid. 
because he's like, they already said they were going to pick Markel Fultz, so there wasn't any point in me working out for him. I mean, you never know, Josh. And he was already talking about how he regretted that. And I'm like, man, you can't show that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you even say even no. if you do regret it, you can't tell them that you regret it. No, absolutely. I wanted to be here in Phoenix. This is where I wanted that to be makes all along. Exactly. That makes you look like uh, you don't want to be in Phoenix. Right. And, you know, even Danny Age came out and said he did not want to be a Boston Celtic. And Phoenix, Phoenix is like Philadelphia, only crappier. What? As far Phoenix, as their situation. Phoenix is very nice. No, not the city. I'm talking about the teams. I think Phoenix has some nice young pieces. But they no. play in a difficult no, – They play in the West. I know, but they're to always me, buried in the West. they're just they're this incredibly young team. But unlike the Sixers, they don't have any – there's not a guy on the on the Suns that I can look at and be like, this This looks like an all-star hey, in the making. You know what the Suns have, though? Players that stay on the floor. That's true. So until the Sixers have all their great players stay on the floor at the same time, I'm not about to be like, ooh, look at the Sixers. They've got Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. And uh, the thing is, if it, if it doesn't work out, you've wasted like five years of your franchise. And a lot of picks. And yeah. also the amount of picks they just gave up to Boston to move up yeah. two spots. Um, so, you know, I like Markel Fultz. I think he's uh, tremendous talent, great confidence, but um, – you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on. I just honestly, I don't get why the Sixers made that trade. I don't really. If either. Boston wanted Tatum and L.A. wanted Ball, how could you not get Fultz at three? Yeah. Yeah, I, I. That's another surprise for me was how Tatum went number three. Yeah. Um, I thought that Tatum maybe could have gone top five. Yeah. But I did not think that was going to happen. I and I think that's I what the Hornets had to have happen in the top ten was a lot of shakeups. Well, the thing where we really lucked out was the Portland trade with Sacramento because there's no doubt in my they mind Zach Sacramento would have taken Monk. Like Monk. I think if we don't take Monk, we took we would have taken Kennard. I really do. Yeah, oh yeah. And he went next to yeah, uh, Detroit. Yes. I think that's who we would have taken, and I wouldn't have minded him honestly. Let's uh let's switch gears and talk about Lonzo Ball. No, let's not. Because no, I'm not talking about no, him. No, we have to. No. Um. Everybody, everybody is saying that um, you know you heard what Magic Johnson said about why he traded D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, um, he's not a leader, yeah. and we needed a leader. Do you feel that Lonzo Ball could be a leader for the for the Lakers? No. You think he's going to bust? I don't think he's going to bust, but I don't think he's going to be like the savior that they think he will be. I think that Lonzo is going to be. I think he'll be a solid player. Whoa. I agree. Half of my headphones just oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think he'll be a solid player. Uh, but I also think that um, with the right pieces in place, like if they were to get a Paul George. Paul George, I'm almost think convinced he's going to that he's going. No, I'm convinced he's going to L.A. Who, the Clippers or the Lakers? The Lakers. Well, if he goes to the Lakers, I think that Lonzo Ball has a chance to be a very, very good player. Especially, I'm, I'm. I think if they get Paul George, the guy who's really going to step his game up is uh, Randall. Oh, Julius Randall for sure. Julius Randall playing right yeah. next to Paul George exactly. at the four. Um, I, I think the Lakers did really well, and I wanted to see Lonzo fall purely for the entertainment of seeing Lavar's face if the Lakers didn't draft him at two. Um, and the fact he's, that he refused to work such, out for other teams. But the thing about like his dad is legitimately put a target on his back. Yeah. Like, you don't think Kyrie Irving is going to remember the comments that LeVar made whenever they play the Lakers? Oh, he will. It, uh, that's not going to go over well. And you already got Joel Embiid saying that he wants to dunk all over him. But somebody pointed this out when I was listening to some, some outlets today. 
um, <laughs> uh, that he's been dealing with this his whole life. Um, yeah. All the way from AAU to high school. LeVar has been, you know, he's had a big mouth, and he's said a lot of things that his son has had to answer for. And, you know, I think this is just another one of those times when he can, he can sh- step up and show, you know, I'm my own person. Uh, it doesn't really matter what my dad says. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that, that I'm, I'm a good player. So James was apparently talking some smack like LeVar Ball just now. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear what James had to say. I don't know say. what he said. But this is a little more important um, than that. Is there any second-round player that you're like, wow, that was a steal? Frank like Mason. You, Frank Mason? Yeah. And he went to he went Sacramento. To Sacramento. Sacramento had a good draft. They got De'Aaron Fox and Frank Mason. Zach Collins, to me, just screams bust. I'm just glad that we didn't draft another seven-foot white guy. I'm really excited in general for the first time right after the draft and yeah. right before free agency for this the Charlotte Hornets. This is the Hornets. first pick I've liked since Kemba. Yes. Honestly. Me too. Which Me too. Is, it's been five years. I didn't hate the – but I mean, some of the picks, it's not necessarily like who we took. It's but how it's who early. We, well, who, who we, we didn't on. take. Yeah, exactly. Who we, on. who we didn't take. Because, like, we took um, Kaminsky over Justice Winslow, which I think would have – was. I still think that's a mistake. We took Zeller over a lot of people. Yeah, we did. He was at number four pick. Yeah, that's insane to think about. So, for once, I'm just going to enjoy this time that I have as a Hornets fan and see hopefully if this pans out into our favor. Maybe we'll have some some solid bench play this year, and who knows, maybe Malik Monk will play his way into the rotation. Maybe Nick Batum won't be trash. Maybe he won't. And maybe MKG will stay healthy and develop a shooting stroke, yeah. and we can rebound this year. Maybe we can rebound. I would I love mean, that. I mean, in the East, it's wide open. Yeah. There's Boston, there's Cleveland. And then it's everybody else. And then everyone else, it's just it's the land of the free. Yeah. So home of the brave. Land of opportunity. Home of the shave your beard, Aaron. Home of the I don't have a beard, Brian. Home of the shave your goatee, Aaron. Home of the thank you for being accurate this time. Alright, we can't say home of anymore. It's just getting too much. Yeah, it's starting to sound like homo. It's too. a little redundant. I was uh, okay, so I was talking to my, my new roommate about Oreos, and he said that he was in the grocery store and saw cookies and cream Oreos. Yeah, I know. I, I ate some of those. We were like, it made no sense to I me. Was like, it's almost like cannibalism. You want, you want Oreos in your Oreo? Why well, do you, you want go. Oreos in the Oreo cream? We saw that you liked Oreos, so we put Oreos inside your Oreo car. Yeah. It's like Pimp My Ride. You've seen those memes? Yeah. yeah. Like Exhibit? Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Painted a picture for you guys. You should. That enjoy was the that. last decent age of MTV. I painted a picture for the audience. I hope they enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's all we're going to talk about today. But uh, we hope you join us next week for Aaron's poetry session. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of NPR and a little bit sexy. So uh, why don't you join us it's next? It's going to be neither of those things. Why don't you join us next week here on Crash and Burn? Uh, this has been Bernie. Yep. And and who else? Oh, it. Poet Aaron White. Poet Aaron White. We will see you next week. <laughs>